Running a small business or any business is a lot of ups and a lot of downs, and you hope that you end up more up than down. But when you run that business with your spouse and it's just the two of you, those downs, that's pressure. And we're going to talk about it next with Mark Preby. And the heat is on, so let's get cooking. This is Purpose Under Pressure. It's brought to you by the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training, serving sales professionals nationwide from their Akron and Columbus, Ohio locations. They are one of the highest performing Sandler sales training affiliates in the nation. If you ask Mike Jones, who was on the show a couple weeks back, um, what his goal is to be, it would be the highest performing, and I am sure they're on their way. They will make a difference for you and your team. You can check them out online at the rubygroup.sandler.com. My next guest is Gracious Defined. I know he's probably laughing at that right now, but here, let me tell you why I say that. We we do the same things, Mark Preby and his wife, Allison, and I. Mark is the president and co-owner with his wife, Allison, of Proximity Marketing in Brunswick, Medina, Northeast Ohio region. Uh, when I say we do the same things, we, we, we provide marketing services and things to businesses. Here's why I say Gracious. Mark was there first. And when I came in, blazing, and wanted to get started, he could have shut me down. Mark, you could have shut me down. You didn't. You helped. And I have a feeling that has something to do with your purpose, but we're going to find out about that a little bit. And I've said to you before, thank you, but I want to say it publicly. You are a great, great man, and you do nothing but help others, and I really appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks, Brian. I I appreciate your kind words, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here too. I've always wanted you to be on the show, and and <laughs> now are. that I kind of do my own thing, I can make my there own decisions. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you're on it. We mentioned your co uh, your co owner is also your wife, Allison yep. Preby. I ended up with you, so I guess that's okay. You know, I did. That's a consolation prize, right? It's a consolation prize. <laughs> so, Mark, tell me a little bit about you're a co-owner of a, of a marketing company in Medina. I've seen the way you work with others. I've seen your involvement in the community. Um, I've seen the way you are successful with your other businesses and your clients and how important it is to you. What is your purpose? What are you trying to do in business through proximity marketing? It, it's a great question, Brian. And I, I think about this a lot because uh, especially when you hit certain thresholds and certain ages, you start thinking about what is your legacy? What is it you're doing with this business that you you started from scratch and you, you, you take care of it like a baby and you see it grow, uh, et cetera. Uh, and I, I, I do live and breathe proximity marketing. I, I, I love what I do. I really enjoy the things that, that we accomplish. And I, I'd have to say that our, our purpose, my purpose as a, as a business owner, I guess is twofold. Um, one is to help other companies succeed. Um, I'm blessed to work with a lot of uh, businesses that are family run or that are run by the people who started the business. They've put their neck out on the line and and they're going for broke and uh, they've got key people in their organization. I love the idea of cause and effect. We've done these things to potentially help that business grow. And the outcome is we've seen them grow. And so, you know, for me, I get excited. Yes, of course, we're all uh, we're all looking to to make a living and, and pay our bills and and have great lives. Um, I'm well past that. I, I I'm at the point where to me my joy comes from watching a business owner invest in his team, uh, watching a business owner 
put an addition on her building to see them hire more people. And it, those are physical manifestations, I guess, of, of, of a measuring stick for me is that are we making an impact in the lives of the people we get to work with? And so that's the thing that your customers are trying to do, right? They're trying to hit that next stage and do that next thing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hiring you in the first place. Are you able to tell that they see that in you? Is that is the fact that it's not just about business for you? Are they able to see that with you, or do you, do you hope that they see it? How I mean, does that I hope, work, I do you hope think? that they see it. I mean, I, I I don't hold back my passion, excitement about about things, and you know, we we. We did try to do our best to be fully engaged in everything that we do. And I think when you, I mean, the cool part about my business and your business is every day is different, right? So it's easy to get excited about one day you're, you're working on, you know, X, somebody's got a rubber lining product that's developing. The next day you're working on baby changing stations and people roasting nuts. There's, it's a fascinating, fascinating world that we get to live (laughs) in. So I get excited and I leave these places going, boy, I could really be in that business. Oh, that's a fascinating business. So I think I have a natural yeah. passion for the interest of what other people do, do and how they got into these businesses. And I had a, I had a, uh, a client that uh, was the foremost expert in car wash systems. And I think, how in the heck did that guy get into that business? And so there's a natural yeah. curiosity. And then you start thinking about, okay, well, if we t- can tell that story, then that will will ultimately help um, help them grow and, and advocate on their behalf. So I hope it comes out. I generally think it does, um, more or less. It, it's kind of how we are set as a default. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you tell people who you feel you are and how you want to be known, and then you wonder whether people see it. I think people see it in you, and I think that's good. And it's a testament to what, you're, what you've built there. Now, I have to dig sure. a little bit because I ask that question of folks, what does purpose mean? And every single person, I almost 100%, I want to help people, yeah. just like you yeah. said. But you've got bills to pay. You've got employees that have families mm-hmm. to feed. You've got business to run. Sometimes things don't go as well. The customer, whatever, it, it didn't work. What are some of the pressures that get in the way of you maintaining that very high level, high bar purpose? What gets in the way? What's that? What's that pressure that gets on on, on your other I side? Mean, when you own a business, there's lots of different pressures, right? And and you know what you're feeling, and it, it you know I've I think we're we're closing in on 30 years of of proximity marketing, and I can tell you that we have probably had every type of pressure you can imagine, right? And for me, there's probably two primary pressures, and they they both do dictate um, the the spectrum of of um, that that desire to always be growing and moving forward, right? So the first is challenges with your team. So challenges with your team might not just be, hey, we lost a key employee. Sometimes that that happens, and we've gone through that. But it might be, here we're we're having challenges getting our team aligned or finding opportunities to, to help shape the vision that we have shared with the employee. And so you're, you're constantly working at, are we doing the things we can to retain, not only retain people, but grow them, right? That's a, that's a tremendous, I take it very personally that our team has opportunities to grow. And, you know, when, when people move on, sometimes there's just, there's a better opportunity or it's, or it's time, but sometimes when they leave, you, you look back and say, Maybe I could have done better. Maybe we as an organization could have done better. So that that weighs on me. Um, and then there's the, the, the other side of it, which we, we're all probably familiar with, which is when you have a client that has moved on. And sometimes that happens because, 
you know, maybe we screwed up and something happened and, you know, we're, we're human. That certainly has happened over, over our, our course of business. But sometimes um, leadership changes, a company gets acquired, uh, a company, you know, maybe the leadership decides, hey, it's time to wind things down. And we've probably dealt with every one of those scenarios. So it's just the, the continued challenge of making sure you're balancing revenue relative to your team. I mean, for us, our, our, our largest investment as an organization is with our team. So how do you perpetually look at that and say we've got the right amount of business relative to, to, to team and staff? Yeah, right. The right amount of business, the right type yes. of business to keep everybody engaged. It's that pipeline, right? Yeah. Making sure you don't have too long of a waiting list, but you don't want too short <laughs> right. of one. I'm interested. One of the things that I've I used to tell uh, back when I was a sales manager, I used to tell the sales folks. Like I said, I don't know if it's if you think this is true or not. Call me on it if it's not. Every customer will leave yeah. someday. Every customer will have had either great success and be ready to move yep. on or failure and be ready to move on and the door closes or we close yeah. our doors one way or the other. We're not, nothing is forever. And yet it bothers me to no end. Um, not just when someone leaves, but if someone will leave and I, and I'm wondering how that makes you feel personally, is it when someone leaves or worrying about that, does that, does that affect you after 30 years or do you, are you able just to set it aside? Uh, no, I think, I think you and I have very similar personalities, right? So we love to engage with people and, and there's probably mm -hmm. a certain level of, of uh, acceptance and acknowledgement, wanting to be liked and wanted to have, I love having great, one thing I love about our business is we have great long-term relationships with people and you become friends with people, but uh, with clients, but you're right. Every relationship in one way or the other evolves and transitions. So it, it still is difficult at a personal level and, you know, it, I'm probably over sensitive relative to the rest of the team where I sense there's something maybe amiss or something where we can close the gap and have a better experience. And I probably drive my team crazy because I'm always looking to keep that, that relationship healthy. Um, but I'll tell you what, one of the things that I, I am proud of is we, our business model, maybe in the first half of the life of proximity, was really um, predicated on project type work. And we had a lot of business in a handful of very large clients. And you, know, you talk about scary or the pressure, but when you lose a client that maybe represents 40% of your business, and I think the day we were moving into the building that we're in here in Brunswick, um, I, I received a call from our largest client and the message was that the nature of our relationship is changing. Uh, and AKA what that meant is they pulled everything in, in house and we lost that customer. And Mark on the day the you moved day into we your, moved your... In, we're carrying boxes in, oh, et cetera. Right. And, you know, we had gone from, from leasing to uh, purchasing this building. It was a goal that Allison and I had, and we said, great, let's do it. Let's, you know, put our money where our mouth is, is and, and do that. So that's a lot of pressure. Right. And um, but what happened over time, Brian, is we evolved our business model and we moved from project work to a model that um, is retainer based. And we developed a model that I think allows us to operate um, with the with the ability to cushion the blow of losing a handful of clients without, you know, without the sky falling. Right. We've got this well-balanced measure of, of customers across a percentage of our business. And, and by and large, that's worked out really well. So you've learned that, but I want to go back to then. That's a lot of yeah. pressure in one time. And you had to go home. You and Allison both put your head on the pillow and went, what 
just happened. I have to assume that that's what you thought. Can you, how did that affect the business? How did that affect the immediate decisions you made next? This show is called Purpose Under Pressure. You maintained your purpose, or at least I think you might have, (laughs) under a lot of pressure. I want to hear that story. Well, it's really interesting, the dynamic of having, having a spouse in the business. And one of the reasons we have worked well together, because a lot of people will say, oh, I could never work with, with my spouse. We work so well together, primarily because I stay in my lane and I do certain things really well, sales, marketing, et cetera. And Allison stays in her lane and does things really well on the back end operationally, whether it's uh, payables, receivables, uh, HR, benefits, et cetera. And, but the other side of it is sometimes I think we trade off um, keeping the other one calm and in perspective, keeping things in perspective. So if I go off the deep end, worried or panicked, you know, in those moments where you're like, my goodness, what, what, the, what happened and what's going to happen? And you start having this woe is me attitude. She's pulled me back and said, hey, let's look at things. We've gotten through this X scenario, We've been down this road before, We've, we, or we have still have this to take care of, and we can, we can seize this opportunity. And vice versa, there's been times where you can see she's at her wit's end. And I don't know if it's a spousal thing or a business partner thing or some combination of the both, but we, in the moments where we've had major, major pressure, it just seems like one of us uh, steps up and, and calms the other one down. on the rule only decision makers can get other people to make decisions each and every day we have a decision to make also when we're with buyers in our sales process we have a decision to make how we're going to lead that interaction and if i'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments then when i'm with buyers i expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process so first and foremost i have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. And I get accused of prying sometimes, but I'm going to go ahead and pry here. What's that like after the day is done and you're home and you've, you've both been in your lanes driving hard, driving fast. And, and now you're home. What's that like? I, my spouse couldn't work with me. I can work with her. There is no chance she could work with me. And so I don't know what that's like. I'm interested in the family dynamic. I'm interested in weekends. I'm interested in how you maintain business and family kind of all at the same time. It actually works out really well. I I think part of it is I don't need to go home and recount something that happened at the office that, you know, hey, it wasn't great. Let me, let me rehash all the negative things that occurred with X, right? Or you know, if, if, if there's a long drawn out things that happen, even if it's not negative, just something good, having to redo that here together, we get to experience that. So when we go home, we kind of step away from the, the business and, you know, it gives us time collectively to just talk about bigger picture things with the business relative to, yes, the operational part, but then how it fits into our, to our lives. And it's, it, it really is a nice partnership. Um, weekends are, weekends are great because we, we have sort of had this standing, I don't know if we ever settled on this as, as just sort of a rule, but we work like dogs during the week We're we love what we do. We, we, we go at it from morning to night, but when weekends come around, yes, we're always available, but we sort of detach and, um, we love to get away and we, we have a, a place uh, up on the lake 
And I have to tell you, the minute that ferry pulls away from shore, you just exhale and you sort of let it all go. And, um, and you're connected, but we're just, it's a way. And it, 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 it's a good, it's a, it's a good life balance, I think. And I have to assume, and I won't bother getting in deeper in that, but I have to assume your purposes are shared. And so you're able to, to make decisions based on the same direction. I'm interested in, you mentioned your employees and making them, you know, feel uh, needed and, and, and benefit from working with you and retention and those kind of things. How do you go about, you and your wife have your purpose. How do you go about instilling that into your employees so that they are on the same page too, wanting the same things, accomplishing the same things? How do you make that happen? I think it's partly orienting the conversations about, um, in our case, outcomes, right? So we love to see the positive outcomes. So making it a priority to to talk about those and, and, and setting, I guess, setting that as a measure of of success, right? And yes, every everybody has sort of different things that motivate them. And personally, you know, it's interesting when you do different personality tests and dig into what the motivators are. But I think collectively as a group, as an organization, you can agree upon positive outcomes for us are, are making our clients the heroes, helping them grow and they can they can take that and do with it what they will. If they want to reinvest in their team, they do. If they want to, you know, buy a bigger house, they can do all that. So it is nice that when we see our team, if we're not involved in something with the team coming back and saying, Hey, guess what? We we found out X, the client's doing this or they've 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 won an award. And you know, whatever that is. So I think I think it's just continually orienting the conversations about what is what is a, a common success look like and then measuring that. Let's talk about the weather report. Let's talk about what's coming next. Yeah. What what pressures do you see either as a marketing company co-owner yeah. or as a person? And I know we kind of have our pulse on the economy yeah. a little bit. We kind of see what's going on by, by working with our customers. What are the hurdles or the pressures that are coming that uh, either you at Proximity Marketing or we as a as an economy – Need to be ready for. Yeah, I think I think I think the economy is going to continue to kind of be this sort of wait and see, stagnant thing. At least certainly through the probably the next election, which is still a ways off. Um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there, and ours is a business right in the digital marketing space where the foundation kind of washes away and is rebuilt, if not every week, every couple months with different things. And the algorithms and changes and platforms that emerge and platforms that, that fall away, it is continually changing. So I, I guess I'm sort of used to that. And and to a degree, part of our job is to navigate our clients through that. Um, but I, I think there's a big change coming with artificial intelligence and AI and to what degree that will be, who knows? Um, you know, I tend to be optimistic about these types of things and say, man, think about the great fundamental ways things will change. But obviously, there's that, that could be scary, too. Lots of risk of, all right, well, will we be needed as a marketing agency? Can, can, can you know, are we going to have margin squeeze? All those things that you, I think you worry about. But um, just embrace change, right? You, ha- you have to be yeah. able to say, we have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring, but... I know that we know what we're doing. We have great relationships with our clients. We have great team members. And the evolution of helping our clients succeed doesn't, that, that mission doesn't really change. It just maybe you're using different tools to accomplish it. Um, 
Yeah, and we've seen the different tools, haven't we? And I think that's where purpose comes yeah. in. It's it, it it Facebook wasn't always no. here, and 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 uh, email wasn't yeah. always here, and and all those things. And yet we still keep on going. And like you said, everything changes. And so you choose to see AI as a a pressure that can benefit the whole and not necessarily an evil. Is there are there ways that um, is there anything to be afraid of? in the future that we really need to be watching for is especially from the marketing point of view. Well, I mean, think, I think from an AI standpoint, there are a lot of, you can, you can work through scenarios. Yeah, how can that go wrong? Yeah. How can yeah. that go wrong in AI? <laughs> a lot of, it can go wrong a lot of different ways. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just, just the information that's fed into it, you know, affects oh, what's fed out. And, and so there's a lot of ways it's like any tool, Brian, people will find a way to misuse it. Right. And, and we could pick a plat- platform from, from texting to Facebook, and there there are millions of stories of the way bad people use it in bad ways. And uh, so, yeah. I, again, things things tend to have a way of shaking shaking out. I just think people need to be aware. Um, in terms of other things that I see out there, yeah, the economy's a challenge. Continuing to to educate people and our workforce and young young people, um, that's going to be important. As 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 I get a little bit older, I, I look around and I, I have to just as a personal standpoint have to be careful to not be a naysayer when people bring ideas. I'm like, ah, we tried that 20 years ago because you know what? Yep. Conditions change, people's view of how they accept things change, and and so for me as an org- for me and as an organization, we've we've got to continually be willing to look at things with a fresh set of eyes, and uh, okay. you know maybe maybe that means taking into account the different uh, age groups of people here and how people view things. Maybe they've had different perspective and you know what, maybe they're right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're right. I think that's the key. I think all these tools, all these things that people can do, they can run their own marketing. Can't they? I mean, there really doesn't, they can do their yeah. own ads and they can do anything. And with AI, you can even do more. And I think it's so important to have an expert on your team. Even if you don't hire a the full package yeah. or whatever you need someone that has been through it that can know how to use it right or wrong and that's why i think people need to continue to uh, to reach out to you mark if they wanted to reach out to you to talk about marketing or even to talk about small business community ideas right. um tell you how great your wife is <laughs> how would they reach out to you yes please uh yeah so we people can find us uh online proximity marketing.com uh the same on on linkedin and facebook you find me mark preview on, on linkedin uh, or you could call our office 330-220-6100 and I'm extension 222. Happy to, happy to talk. Tremendous. Thank you for giving your information. Thank you for being hey, a guest on the show. I've always wanted to do this. And for a few different reasons, I haven't been able to. And like, you know, one of the perks of owning your own business is you, you get you to call the shots, right? You do your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, uh, so I'm thrilled to have you on the show and Mark, uh, continued best success, um, the best success. I am more than happy to be fifth or sixth place. I want you leading the charge. You're doing you. great. Th- no, I'm serious. You're doing great things in Brunswick and Medina and, and for your clients, you're really doing great work. And I think it's for, um, smaller businesses like mine that are coming along to learn from you and to, uh, and to follow in that wide path that you're, you're making. And so thank you for doing that. It's a help to everybody. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. 
That's Mark Preby. He is the president and co-owner uh, with his better half, Allison Preby of Proximity Marketing. Uh, they are handling uh, digital marketing and marketing strategies for Brunswick, Medina, Northeast Ohio, uh, and you, if you will give him a call. That's Mark Preby at Proximity Marketing. You'll find all past episodes of Purpose Under Pressure at brianmediastrategies.com slash podcast and wherever you stream your podcast. This show is brought to you by the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training. If you are coming up against pressure in the sales world and who doesn't that is the most pressure-packed job in the world you could use a little purpose or at least a way to kind of bring it out in front so everybody can see what you're made of that's what mike jones and the team at the ruby group sandler sales training will do so give them a call again you'll find all of our old shows at brianmediastrategies.com slash podcast we do this every week and we will see you again next time on purpose